the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, IndustryGreetings.com, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. You know, I think this is actually going to be the last one of the year. That's because we're airing on December 31st. So I figured that one out pretty good all by myself, by math. But um, joining me here on this show, I have Mike Glover. Now folks, you've heard of him before. He's been all over social media. He's got several different companies. We've done some training with his group and uh, been to a couple of his events out here in uh, San Bernardino, California. And Mike is a a very unique guy because he's one of the most disciplined people you'll ever meet. Um, Dedicated, disciplined, and just a very interesting cat all the way around. Uh, His military career, which we'll touch on briefly, uh, was very unique. I mean, he was at uh, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. So, folks, let me just bring him on, and he can give you a little bit better background on him than I can. Uh, very special guest, Mike Glover. Mike, how are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, let me say Happy New Year. Just get that out of the way, because that's tomorrow. So, It is. That's awesome. Happy New Year. We'll, we'll jump on that. So, uh, give somebody who isn't very familiar with you a little rundown on your on your military career, if you would. Yeah, so I joined the Army at 17. I did uh, four years in the infantry prior to 9-11. And then right after 9-11, I went to uh, Special Forces Selection and Assessment and then spent the rest of my career as a Green Beret in the U.S. Army until um, until I left the Army in 2016 as a Sergeant Major. Uh, I also contracted with uh, the C- Central Intelligence Agency for a few years and then uh, decided to move on and start my company, Fieldcraft Survival. Now that's a, that's a, a fifteen second uh, understatement of pretty much everything this guy did. Um, special Forces at age twenty one, which is almost unheard of, right? Yeah, it's pretty. In my peer group, in my time, that young was pretty rare. I always didn't say it was unheard of, but it was pretty rare. Right. And then when did you do Tomb of the Unknown Soldier? So I did the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier in the 3rd Infantry Regiment when I was 18 years old. So I did that for a a short period of time. Now, people may not understand the dedication that that takes. Can you give us a quick rundown on it? You're probably talking about about this, but it it is pretty fascinating. Yeah, I I don't think I talk about it enough. I think people are more interested in what they consider the cool guy stuff. But I I think guarding the Tomb of the Unknowns is pretty cool. Um, I, I guarded the tomb. Um, from ages 18 to 19, uh, there's a tryout process. It typically takes about seven to nine months on average to get your tomb identification badge, which you have to earn, obviously. Um, when I went through training, we were 
polishing our badges on our uniform. Luckily for me, I didn't have a lot of those. So um, it wasn't that difficult. Um, <laughs> but we had to pay attention to detail and they expected us to be the very best. And that was an arduous and difficult process. I mean, that was my first um, long-term commitment to the military. And it took me nine months to get my badge. And I served there guarding the tomb for a year. And then I actually trained tomb guards for another year. But, but what is the duty like itself? Oh, yeah, it's I brutal. It, aren't you? Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, so if for people who are not familiar with the Tomb of the Unknowns, it's in Arlington National Cemetery. And it's guarded 24 hours a day. And it has been that way since the 1950s. It's, it's also um, guarded by the U.S. Army. A lot of people think the Marine Corps guards the Tomb of the Unknowns, but it's, it's handled by the U.S. Army. And we guard it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no matter what the weather is. So there's three reliefs based off of height. And um, that, that spans from like six foot four and above to five foot 10 and above. Um, and we guard the tomb no matter what the weather is and full blues uniform. Now, the, the ceremonial uniform that we wear, we wear for 30 minutes during walks in the summertime and one hour walks in the wintertime. And we'll average four to six walks during the summer and about uh, three or four walks at night. And we'll do the same in the wintertime on average about uh, three to four walks during the wintertime and about one to two walks at night. So, uh, again, very arduous, but we're guarding four unknowns from World War I, World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. Uh, the Vietnam unknown was disinterred in 1998 because they identified through DNA. Um, who he was. He was an Air Force pilot shot down in Vietnam named Major Michael Blassie. Um, but yeah, it was an amazing honor of mine and, and something I learned uh, really rapidly about what discipline and honor and selfless service and sacrifice really was. So it was really cool, really cool duty for me. Aren't you guys also sequestered off from the public? Yeah, I, we're blocked off from the public. You cannot access the tomb plaza which is where the, the unknown um, uh, interment is. Um, but they could watch the guard changing or the guard walking his 21 steps uh, and counting 21 seconds and repeating that. Um, so every 30 minutes, there's a guard change in the summertime. Every hour on the hour in the wintertime, there's a guard change. While the cemetery is open, you could observe that. Um, but as far as, as you guys being on duty, weren't you like separated from the regular public or just went home at night i mean how that work? yeah we're separated from the regular public on duty during a 24 hour shift and we're we have a tomb quarters which is right underneath the mausoleum um of the big coliseum that's there um and we isolate ourselves we do the guard rotations and then every 24 hour cycle we have a 24 hour cycle off and we know our schedule for a year in advance because it doesn't change based on the free release. It's like a, a fireman schedule. <laughs> you're, go, you're going to be there no matter what. Well, thank you for your service. hundred percent. It yeah. is, uh, again, it's the dedication part that you're there, rain, sleet, snow. Yep. You know, you're toughing out your hour. Yep. No matter what. I mean, I've been, I've stood uh, in the summertime with a hundred percent humidity while gnats covered my face, not moving. And I've walked uh, and guarded the tomb in, in blizzards. So yeah, it was a, it was really interesting because I didn't realize the difficulty um, 
especially early on in my career. Um, it's only after reflecting on a total career that I realized, man, that was a pretty tough duty assignment. Yeah. It, it, especially for one so young, again, that's yeah. Talk talks about you and your, uh, your dedication and discipline. So talking about not, not moving, being able to lay there with gnats all over your face, that might've helped maybe a little bit in sniper school. <laughs> yeah, I actually it did. I, I, and to be honest, the things that I went through in sniper school, special forces sniper school, um, when I reflect on the total experience, ranger school selections, all that stuff, um, that set me up for success because after that duty where your, your average day involved difficult individual circumstances and getting through adversity, it was easy for me to deal with all the issues that I had in sniper school and training in special forces. Which is which is a hard conversation to hear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that stuff was easy after that, right? Yeah, I, I I don't know if I was you know young and naive, but at the time I just sucked it up. But after I got a little bit more experience, a little bit more intelligent, um, I realized, hey man, work smarter, not harder necessarily. But back then, when I was eighteen years old, it was just suck it up and drive on. That was kind of the motto. So I, I used a lot of grit and then, you know, advancing and special forces training where I could have the cold weather gear, you know, it, that was easy for me. I mean, I, I had the gear, I had a, a bag full of gummy bears in my cargo pocket, man, life was pretty easy after, after the too many unknowns. <laughs> now, well, in the wintertime, were you guys basically in the same dress uniform, no matter what the weather? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Summer, you're in a wool uniform, and there's no kind of downsizing that. And then the winter, you could only wear one layer of cold weather gear because you couldn't expand your uniform. So for us in the wintertime, it was, you know, a very small layer underneath our blues uniform and a and a scarf. Um, Outside of that, if it was brutally cold, we could have a a head cap that would allow us to protect our ears. And we would use leather gloves, but they were army issued equipment. It wasn't the best. And right. it, it, it certainly didn't prevent the cold weather from creeping in. No. Well, they just wanted to make you miserable. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's part of the suck it up, move on thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, here we've already covered this whole, this whole uh, first session here, basically on just an introduction to who you are. But I think that's great because people need to understand your background as far as your next iteration of where you are uh, moving on in, in life. You know, folks, if you don't know anything about him, he's also started Fieldcraft Survival. Fieldcraft Survival is kind of a great informational uh, website and training and, and uh, get togethers and all that stuff. We're going to talk about that. And then more so, and what I really want to touch on the last part of the show is warriors heart, warriors heart healing.com or .org, excuse me, warriors heart healing.org um, helping people out with PTSD. And, and we've lost so many good people to this that we need to understand it. We need to do something about it. And that's why I'm hoping that the last day of this year, you guys cut a check and help out their foundation at warriorsheartheeling.org. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back after this with Mike Glover. Happy New Year. It is a little colder and the days a little shorter. And that means Christmas is getting closer. Do you remember when you couldn't wait for Christmas? You made the list. You checked it at least twice. Dreaming of your first BB gun, shotgun, 22, or maybe a fishing rod and gear. 
sizing up all the packages under the tree to see if they might contain your prize. Well, we all associate with that so much, it seems like the movie The Christmas Story is our story. Then when you finally did get the object of your desires, the memories you shared with family and friends in the field or the range, in the lake or the stream, well, they're now priceless. So why not start that all off over again with your family and friends? Start this year, make all new memories, because life is short, hunting and fishing seasons are shorter. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Turner's Outdoorsman, turners.com. It's definitely expensive to advertise for your business, but not advertising is more costly to your bottom line, especially in this current economic climate. While we all know that sending Christmas cards to family and friends is an American tradition, we forget to extend that tradition to our customers and business associates. So show your appreciation for customer loyalty and remind clients that you and your company are still ready for their business. But don't just send any card to take advantage of the marketing opportunity that you're looking for. Your cards need to stand out. IndustryGreetings.com specializes in industry-specific Christmas cards. Whether you're an accountant, contractor, realtor, welder, or anything in between, our creative and exclusive card designs are the perfect fit. So head over to IndustryGreetings.com and search by your industry. Or check out our patriotic or religious Christmas cards and order today. That's IndustryGreetings.com or call them at 800-431-9161. IndustryGreetings.com, 800-431-9161. I use them, so should you. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Hope you're having a great New Year's weekend here. Uh, you know, don't get too crazy tonight because we need you tomorrow. So just enjoy yourselves to the point, but not past the point of no return. Uh, joining me back here, folks, I have Mike Glover. Mike Glover of Fieldcraft Survival, of Warrior's Heart Healing, of former military retired master sergeant. Sergeant Major. Major, Supreme (laughs) Commander, same thing. Um, Same, same. Pretty much, Uh, which he also accomplished at a very early age, kind of another unheard of thing for this guy who likes to excel. Uh, We just gave a little background about some of your military career. You did get into special forces. You fought overseas. You did some contracting. And uh, let's talk about Warrior's Heart Healing. I mean, you've done all the the super cool guy. There's cool guy stuff. There's really cool stuff. Then there's like the super cool guy stuff. And you've kind of excelled in that arena for a while. Knowing that, and then looking at your effort now with warriors, heart, warriors, heart, healing.com.org. Um, how did that pop up? What, tell me what's going on with that. Yeah. So warriors, heart healing um, was started by a good friend of mine, Tom Spooner who's a retired sergeant major out of special operations. And his desire was to start a kind of a comprehensive program. Like a a lot of nonprofits populated uh, during the global war on terror because of a need for help institutionally. A lot of institutions, including veteran affairs, didn't have the tools or really the experience to deal with post-traumatic stress at the rate that we are faced as a nation with many war fighters getting out of the military. And, and to be frank, they were just lost. I mean, a lot of them were lost. Now, when you look at post-traumatic stress, 
some of the significant issues aren't just trauma, but it's what happens after trauma. When you have no purpose, you seek other outlets for purpose or for um, refuge. That could be alcohol. That could be drugs. Um, that could be bad habits, right? Bad things that we implement into our lives. And so a lot of guys weren't only just dealing with post-traumatic stress, which is the core root of the problem. They were dealing with all the symptomatic issues, which were killing. I mean, the guy who kills himself is not in a right state of mind in the first place. And then you put alcohol on top of that, drugs on top of that, um, the abuse of prescription drugs, addiction, and then you have a recipe for disaster. You have a lot of suicides that were taking place. You know, a lot of people have quoted this 22 a day. Uh, I think it's more than that because a lot of that has to do with tracked statistics. What about the veterans who aren't being tracked by anybody? Most veterans from the special operations community, especially, don't want to be in any limelight because they don't want to be a burden on anybody's lives. So Tom saw this need and this desire. I stepped in with an expertise uh, from years of experience in business and marketing and said, hey, how can I help tell the story, get the messaging out there and, and raise money, to be honest? Um, Warrior's Heart Healing is a comprehensive inpatient program. This is not like take your veteran hunting or take your veteran on a, on a vacation retreat. This is comprehensive inpatient care with psychologists, professionals, counselors, therapy, the list goes on, uh, that's based in, in Texas and now expanding outside of that in several other states where we are taking uh, veterans who need this help because they are desperate for it and putting them in a program where they have no choice but to stay and get the help that they need. Um, you know, this is all volunteer, but we're allowing them to isolate with lodging, with meals, and all the care they need until they're better. Um, that's why it's called Warrior's Heart Healing, because we're not just, you know, we're not just scratching the surface here. We're getting in depth with the care that's needed. So um, it, it's, it's available now uh, through insurance, which a lot of it pays for it. But a lot of these guys don't have insurance, right? A lot of these guys don't have the 100% disability rating. They don't have um, the corporations that, that's paying for the insurance for them. So the, or, the money goes directly the they, to scholarships. Yeah, at the point where they need this help, they, maybe they've lost their job. You know, they're, they've, they started off, but they've hit the slide, and now they're at the point where they don't have access to any of this. Yeah, it's the worst-case scenario, right? This is, this is um, an institution that's taking um, veterans and first responders into a program where they've hit a dead end, where there's no other options for them. Um, so it, it is the important care that's needed. Um, and it's not, again, it's not temporary. It's, it's a, there's a sense of permanence because we want to heal them until they're better. How long does that typically take? Uh, it takes months. Most of the inpatient care and the programs takes months. Uh, I believe the program that we run or that Warriors Heart Healing runs or Tom runs is uh, 60 days at a minimum. And if they check in, the contractual obligation is you must stay for the entirety of the program. Well, and these are people who want, they want the help. They, they realize, that yeah, absolutely. you know, they're, yeah. they're reaching out. Um, how many people are they serving now? Um, right now it's, it's hundreds. Uh, the, the, the care facility outside of San Antonio, Texas is massive, um, but it's never enough. I mean, we, there's a waiting list to get in right now. 
Um, so I, and we can only go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, you know, the, it's a massive facility. And I think that that's great. And that's tragic at the same time that it's a massive facility. It's full and there's a waiting list to care for our veterans. I, that's was my point. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty sad. I, you know, I, I just got an MRI done at my local veteran affairs in Salt Lake city, which, which does a, a good job. But as I go through that veteran affairs hospital, it's very sad to see the state of affairs of veterans in our healthcare system. I mean, the VA has a lot of things to deal with and manage. Certainly what they're not prepared for is the mental health of our veterans, especially our warfighters who fought the brunt of the war and the global war on terror from my peer group, who, who, by the way, are still serving. I mean, my buddies who I served with are command sergeant majors and they're leading troops now, and they're serving. They're yet to get out. So we're going to see a lot more difficult uh, situations for veterans over the next few years. You know, I think the other part of that is nobody wants to be stigmatized as having a mental effect. You know, um, on your on your firearms forty four seventy three form, have you ever been adjudicated mentally ill? Or you know, no, nobody wants to check that box. Yeah, we're all a little crazy, but no. Um, and once you've had that stigmatized, I mean, doesn't that, you know, that's, that's could be, and I'm, I'm guessing, wouldn't that be a reason that they don't seek help is they don't want to get in the system with that by their name and asterisk, you know, Philip name. and oh, by the way, he's having issues with depression. Um, isn't that some of the reason that they try and tough it out on themselves and find the booze and the pills and whatever else? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you have issues while on active duty, especially from my community and special operations, that was a career ender. I mean, a lot of guys courageously raised their hand and said, yeah, I'm having issues. And as a leader in special operations, if I had guys when I was a team sergeant, when I was a sergeant major, or even when I was a peer, uh, you know, a senior E7 on the teams, if we identified a guy on our teams was having issues, we try to insulate that. Because if we told the chain of command, the, the protocol, He's gone. just based on the institution, was that guy was gone. And, and operationally, if he was hit with a mental health issue, his clearance potentially was affected, his status in special operations, he was ostracized. Right. So it's no wonder these guys don't seek help from the institution, especially with miseducation and misinformation from institutions that don't know how this thing works. I mean... I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress as related to my traumatic brain injury. And I remember thinking to myself, well, that's good. At least I have PTSD related to my TBI and not just PTSD standalone. I mean, if you served in war as a transition from military to civilian service, you likely have symptoms of post-traumatic stress. Now, do I think it's post-traumatic stress in the traditional sense? No, I don't. I think it's more uh, transitional issues that have to do with behavior, have to do with patterns of your life in a career. Um, but that's, again, a stigma where I don't want that label put on me. You know, I think what happens is when you when you get out, you realize that you've been allergic to stupidity. And then when you hit the freeway and you see all the stupid drivers in front of you and Priuses and uh, Subarus, that, that that's it. I mean, that's where I lose it every single morning. Um, but, no, it's, it's being allergic to stupidity and then being surrounded by it, um, you know, especially when you're dealing with guys like yourself 
who operate at such a high level on so many different things. And then it's like, well, why not? Why, why are we, why is this the way it is every single day, every single time nobody fixes anything? Um, that I could see where that would be a huge, huge thing. Folks, this is warriorsheartheeling.org, warriorsheartheeling.org. Uh, you can hear what they're doing, see what the needs are. If you have an opportunity, let's send a check here at the end of this year. Uh, send them some money, get them some funding because, hey, they're doing it for the guys who did it for you. This is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back after this podcast at firinglineradio.com, and we'll be right back. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me at 951-252-2027. That's 951-252-2027. One last time, day or night, area code 951-252-2027. Or go to edhoffman.net. Click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Hey folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. Here with Mike Glover. It's the new improved version because we have Mike Glover on. Uh, he is the owner of Fieldcraft Survival, fieldcraftsurvival.com. We're going to talk more about that here. Uh, I did a, I did, I didn't, I went to, let me just pare back my involvement. I went to a fundraiser he had out here in Southern California for Warrior's Heart and, um, you know, it's a fundraiser. So what do you do? You give them some money. And, and one of the things they had was a raffle. And so I, I won a few things. And one of them was their CBD kit, which I know nothing about. But Mike is an expert on because this is his particular brand. So, Mike, tell us a little bit about your CBD stuff here, your sleep aids, your uh, tactical response. Uh, what's this one here? Warming and cooling. And uh, yeah, so another one, a dog's one. Yeah, I so when I got out of the military, I was prescribed trazodone and Ambien for sleep. 
if you know anything about trazodone, it's basically um, the zombie pill. I mean, it just turns you literally into a walking zombie. And that is used as a psych drug to help with anxiety, except they prescribe it to me for sleep. So I took both Ambien and trazodone at night and then washed it down with whiskey. And it was a disaster. I mean, my, my life was a disaster until I realized um, a lot of that was associated with um, the drugs and the combination. So I, I, I don't trust big pharma when it comes to, especially the veterans system of, of prescribing medicine or medication for care. Um, the opiate epidemic is a good um, indication of that. So I, I looked at alternative means. I also am not a big guy who's a drug guy. Like it, it, I never grew up smoking marijuana. I never was an advocate of, of THC, even in the a medicinal form. Uh, but I had a buddy who was using CBD, uh, the cannabinoid receptor that is non-THC derived because it's hemp derived and took it for sleep and took it for pain and realized, man, this stuff is actually working. So much so that I had the combination of CBD and CBN and worked with the company on the perfect recipe. Uh, I'm a bigger guy. I'm, a, I'm 230 plus pounds. And so I wanted something that was a heavier dose of a thousand milligrams that would allow me to sleep and then tweaked it. And then the company offered me the ability to actually to have my own version or my own line of it that focused on veteran, veteran advocacy and the things that were important to me. Like I have joint pain because I served 20 years in the military. I think everybody who serves in a hard labor position for 20 years has those pains, but I don't want to take the pill. Um, so uh, the Wolf 21 is my company. Uh, we do CBD, CBN for sleep. We also do CBG, which is kind of like uh, a natural caffeine, as well as CBD for dogs. So that package that you got is kind of all the stuff that we offer. It's, it's a lot of money as far as the package is concerned. Uh, it's a good value. And I think anybody who gets that, who hasn't tried it before, it might be life-altering, especially if they have problems sleeping like I do. So here's what I want to do. Is I, want to, I want to pass this along. So we're going to do it, um, we're going to do it via Instagram probably because it's owned by Facebook and it'll really irritate them to know that we're helping veterans. But um, I want you to share Warrior's Heart, uh, Warrior's Heart Healing on Instagram. Uh, share one of their posts, tag me on it at Firing Line Radio, and I will randomly pick from that and we'll ship one out to you. Uh, the way we work our contests is they are absolutely random and 100% of my discretion. And if you don't like it, then you've lost already. But um, we'll, we'll send one out to somebody as fairly as I can. We'll cover the shipping. But that's the way we're going to do it. And uh, you'll get a hold of me through our Instagram page at Firing Line Radio. Um, again, uh, all complainers are instant losers. So don't complain because then you never ever will win. I can being the judge, I can kind of guarantee that one. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. We'll, we'll ship that out to somebody else who actually needs it. Let's talk a little bit about <clears throat> fieldcraft survival and American contingency. So fieldcraft survival, I thought it was a great idea when I first ran into you guys a while back, just the different things that you're teaching people. Um, what, what was your, what was your main reason for even going this route, Mike? I mean, it looks like something that, you know, you, you've built a successful company off of an idea that probably everybody looked at you and said nobody would ever pay for that, right? 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, a, a lot of people went after us and were like, you guys are fear mongering. And here we are today. I mean, um, 65 plus people just died in this disaster that swept through America as it was predicted a week prior to it hitting America. But people are dying in their cars. People are dying in snowbanks. Uh, I just got a message from a law enforcement officer in Buffalo, New York, who said, thank you, because the education you provided helped them and a couple officers uh, additionally uh, save their lives. So um, the idea for me was the civilian world didn't have a realistic viewpoint on being prepared. I mean, being a prepper is a negative stereotype in America, right? Because it's the tinfoil hat guys who live in RVs in the middle of the desert of Arizona. But what I realized is there's some justification in being prepared, but doing it the right way, right? Making, making it convenient and something that you would literally think about um, to implement in your lifestyle to better prepare you for the worst case scenario. And that was, that was the main objective. The mission was to prepare citizens for the worst case scenario. And if you're prepared for the worst case scenario, you kind of cover down on anything in between. You know, and it doesn't have to be a giant jump all at once. As a matter of fact, conversation I had this week with a friend of mine um, who again is looking around at what's going on in the world. I said, you know, at whoops, we lost Mike there, but at, um, at each of the homes, you know, we have months worth of food. You just, you get things as uh, you accumulate as you go along. You don't have to all of a sudden jump in and, and it's during a, it's during a, um, during an emergency is the last time you want to try and prepare for it. Right. If all of a sudden the grocery stores are, are in within an hour, hour and a half of a major event in Southern California, anywhere, Phoenix, any, any big city within an hour, hour and a half, all grocery stores will be looted and burned to the ground because that's what animals do. Uh, so you, there is no, I need to go get it now. It's you better already have it or at least some semblance of it and understand how to use things. Uh, people have generators. Oh, I got a generator. That's 10,000 Watts. Well, that's, that's great. Uh, that can't run your air conditioner. And is it hooked up to your house? Nope. So you're going to run a bunch of uh, electrical cords all over the, you know, what, what are you doing here? Um, or you're all, oh, I got power, so I'll be fine. Well, great. You've got a generator, but the zombies here, generators running and they know that you've got power. So, you know, instead of brains, the zombies go towards power, you know, lights on the hill, Ugh, the whole zombie horde heads towards that. So there's lots of things they need to consider that somebody might consider prepping, but it's just, it's, it's defensive at this point with this administration in charge with the ridiculous, horrific things that they're doing to damage our economy and damage our way of life. This is defensive living. This is not prepping this. It's, I need to make sure that my family is going to have the power. They're going to have the heating, the cooling, the food, the water, the defensive sources, besides the model 94 on the wall behind me and 32 Winchester, which is not exactly the best round, but anyway, we have to be able to defend ourselves and have a semblance of a decent life. Because as you said, living in a trailer with a tinfoil hat in the middle of the Arizona desert, is that really living? I, I don't, I don't think so. It's 120 degrees plus the tinfoil hat just cooks more and God, that's, we don't want to be there. So anyway, 
move on, moving on with, with Fieldcraft Survival, tell us more about it. The, the different yeah, so, you have. Yeah, Fieldcraft. So what we do is we train, we provide education absolutely free uh, through various forms. And um, most significantly, we bring communities together. So a lot of the events that we do are community-based because we believe a lot of the, the issues that we face and being less resilient as a society have to do with our saturation of technology, our staring at cell phones um, and not interpersonally operating with other human beings. So it, it's, it's something that um, we do because we think people, whether you're, you're left-leaning or right-leaning, preparedness is something that you can get behind for most people. Um, so we do community events, we do media, we do a whole bunch of stuff throughout the country. And it's just not like the tactical thing. A lot of people, because I'm a Green Beret, think my company's a tactical company. We're not. We teach more first aid, more canning and jarring, more bushcraft survival than we do tactical training courses. I mean, I happen to have a, a, a narrowly focused background in tactical uh, experiences. So, yeah, I teach tactical stuff, but that's not what I mostly do. Mostly it has to do with situational awareness, mindset, and all these soft skills that people often don't pay attention to. Yeah, very good. Folks, and you find that at fieldcraftsurvival.com. Fieldcraftsurvival.com has got a list of courses, um, everything from tactical to survival and vehicle. I think you're kind of big in that too, so it's some good stuff. We'll be right back with uh, Mike Glover and uh, right back after this. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. It is a little colder and the days a little shorter. And that means Christmas is getting closer. Do you remember when you couldn't wait for Christmas? You made the list. You checked it at least twice. Dreaming of your first BB gun, shotgun, 22, or maybe a fishing rod and gear. Sizing up all the packages under the tree to see if they might contain your prize. Well, we all associate with that so much, it seems like the movie The Christmas Story is our story. Then when you finally did get the object of your desires, the memories you shared with family and friends in the field or the range, in the lake or the stream, well, they're now priceless. So why not start that all off over again with your family and friends? Start this year, make all new memories, because life is short, hunting and fishing seasons are shorter. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Turner's Outdoorsman, turners.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Yes. 
Fine figure of a man, yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. Philip Naiman here with Mike Glover. I have have a list of his websites now. It's warriorsheartshealing.org, fieldcraftsurvival.com, Warrior Heart on Facebook, uh, Warrior Heart Healing on Instagram. It's got... He's got more uh, websites. It kind of looks like his badges from the military, just lining up on his chest there. So <laughs> you should be able to find him somehow through some of those. Anyway, uh, we we're talking in our last segment about about communities, about people who are like-minded and, and people who have an interest in the best interest of other people. I believe... Um, I believe that if I am operating in my best interest without force and without coercion, then whatever I'm doing for myself is actually the best thing we can be doing for other people because you're not stealing, you're not forcing anything. If I'm creating something better of value, then it's better for everybody else. Um, and so you want to find people who are like that. We don't want to have people who are interested in, in, uh, in taking, right? We want to be producers, not looters. That's an important thing. And one of the groups that you've also started now is American Contingency. Now, if if somebody from the current administration saw a name like American Contingency, well, they would automatically, I think that's a, that's a white ring extremist uh, terrorist organization, obviously put together by somebody who guarded the unknown tomb and was a Green Beret and a sniper and defended the United States. That sounds like a terrible person to me, right? Oh, but that's somebody who's in the administration who would think that would be a terrible person. American Contingency, Mike, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step back here and let you talk to us about it. So what's the purpose? What is it? How do we get involved? Yes, I started American Contingency a couple of years ago based on the civil unrest that was going out um, into our neighborhoods. The violence was pouring in um, to our neighborhoods under the auspice and the skies of peaceful protesting. And that's not what it was. I mean, the, the, the fact that we aren't holding hearings on uh, violent civil unrest by organizations like Antifa and BLM is I'm dumbfounded by it. I'm dumbfounded. They only burned down federal buildings. What's the big deal? Yeah, I know. Like I, I had friends in the Portland federal building who were countering attacks, getting surveilled by organizations like Antifa and and it's it it never was a thing. It was never investigated. And the tragic thing for me, which made me start American Contingency, it was the first time in my life that I saw civ- civilian politicians telling first responders, including law enforcement agencies, to not respond to law-abiding citizens' call for distress and help. And I have never in my life thought, after fighting in many wars across the entire globe for the Defense Department would see that in this country. So we started American Contingency with the idea of people being able to resource assets and link together in their own backyard to take care of each other. Because what do you do when um, the first response time is six to 12 minutes or it's never going to happen? Like it's not going to happen. They're not going to come. And and you'd have to be able to lean on your neighbors as a community. When I grew up, we had community watches. I knew our neighbors. Um, Now we just don't have that type of culture. We're we're sitting alone in our basements thinking that our Instagram followers are our friends and we don't build real relationships to depend on each other when the worst case scenario happens. 
in a nutshell, that's American contingency. It is a link and portal for people to come together to help each other in a time of crisis. How do they find that? Uh, if you just go to AmericanContingency.com, you can find a group in your backyard. If you don't have a group, start the group yourself. One of the coolest things about American Contingency is our ham radio network, where you could uh, learn how to do ham radio communications and then um, link into a network of emergency communications. That's super important, especially in a disaster like we just faced with this bomb cyclone that just hit the U.S. Right. So let's let's talk about that, because communication is it. Everybody's oh, I have a cell phone. Dude, they're down. It, something like that. It'll be or that um, that system would be so overloaded with everybody trying to use it. It just would crash on its own. Ham radios are definitely the way to go. Right. And and you can't just get one. You have to actually learn how to operate them. They're not always super user friendly. So the community would help with something like that. Mike. Have you heard uh, Epic Times just did a report on this? 106 power plants have been attacked in the last couple of months here. 106. Now, that's on top of how many hundreds of food processing plants have been burned down, shut down, uh, terrorized. These things, you know, like I have silver in my hair. It's not tinfoil, but this is actually titanium. Um, I don't have a tinfoil hat, but I can see these things. It's like, okay, 106 transfer stations, several hundred uh, food processing plants, 10,000 10, animals that are lived in the summer of their entire lives suddenly die at one time, right? When we're talking about the cattle in Kansas, hey, it's hot every summer in Kansas. There's something really stinky with that whole situation that all the mature 10,000 animals die at once. Never happens unless it's on purpose. What, what, what's your thoughts on this? I mean, how would, you, how would you explain these things to somebody walking down the street who actually had the foresight to ask you about it? Yeah, I, th I think it goes back to our original agreement and collaboration in society, which is this idea that if you pay taxes, you could outsource uh, in the name of convenience a lot of the things that you um, um, would hold near and dear to you decades ago. For example, um, um, healthcare, we outsource healthcare. Food and the supply chain, we outsource food in our supply chain. Security, we outsource our security. So that collaboration and that agreement I don't think is no longer valid because we live in a very fragile society. Uh, for example, you talked about the power plant situation. You know, there's 55,000 power plants throughout the United States. Um, and they say, the experts, this is an analysis that was done um, recently, that if less than a dozen of them were destroyed or attacked, that could fracture the entire nation's power grid because uh, of the way the network is set up. So when you put all your eggs in a basket and that basket trips and falls, you're going to lose your, your capabilities, your, your dependence and your reliance. So what I want people to understand is all of these different infrastructures, these different institutions that we've outsourced our things to, it is more fragile now than it's ever been. So the only thing you need to start focusing on is insourcing all of the things that you've outsourced. So education, I am homeschooling my kids. Well, Mike, don't you think that's difficult? Yeah, it is difficult. Mm -hmm. But I don't trust an institution, especially public institutions, 
that are pushing radical ideology to my children. So I'm going to figure out a way. Homeschool groups, virtual learning, me taking the time as a human being, as a father, to do that for my children. There's, the no, same bigger, thing with power. there's no more important thing. There is none. Yeah, there's, no, there's none, nothing more important, nothing more important than, than to bring yeah. your kids up right. Um, everything else is superfluous. Super, super, the, the S word, the big S word I can't pronounce. Um, nothing else matters on that. And and it's hats off to you. As busy as you are to homeschool your boys is is an amazing thing because that's where our effort has to be. Uh, we have to we have evil. Evil exists because good men do nothing. Right. Edmund Burke uh, or we, we've seen this time and time again. People are not standing up and fighting evil. Uh, I had a conversation with my wife and I said, I don't think you understand. I, I've read through the Bible and I don't remember one place where God says it's OK to let that evil just go a little bit over here. We'll, we'll let it know. Um, every time you're fighting evil is a hill to die on. Why, why would we let it exist? Well, why, do, why let, well, they're just going to do the drag queen story hour in these neighborhoods. Why, why, why are you sacrificing those children to that? Whatever that is, why would you do that? You know, and it's important that we stand up and do the right thing at all times. Now, obviously I, I'm faith-based and that's very easy for me to say uh, with an absolute in my life, but there's, there are lines that all the way across the board, people have to agree to and failure to do so is a complete breakdown of society. And as you said, the contract we've had with our government is void because they are not coming. The, the important things to us are not what's important to them. It's, it's a whole, it's not your dad's, it's not your dad's Democrat party. It's not your dad's government. It's not your dad's FBI police force, it, it, nothing. These are all ideologues who've, who've taken over these institutions and we're dealing with the ramifications of that. And that's why you've got to be self-sufficient. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll go off on that line. So you don't have to on there, but Hey, American contingency, uh, you guys want to be involved in that, start some groups, be local, Check this out, folks. In March, Mike's going to be in Southern California at San Bernardino Route 66 doing a pistol and a pistol level two vehicle defense. Great idea. So come out here, check him out. You can find that at fieldcraftsurvival.com, americancontingency.com, warriorsheartheeling.org, warriorsheart.com. Uh, there's easy ways to find them. Get involved. And Mike, I want to thank you for your service and God bless you, my friend. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thank you for having me on. Shoot, Felipe! Shoot! When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, IndustryGreetings.com, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor to the show, Sean Gibbs of Ask Defensive Training Company. They're in Redlands, California. They also sell guns and ammo. But the most important thing that they have for you here today is their training courses. Ask, kind of an interesting name. Why would you call it that for guns and ammo? Well, Ask stands for Attitude, skills and knowledge and that's what they focus on at ask defensive training sean has basic courses for a first-time gun buyer if you're not familiar with your firearm you want to be able to use it safely 
perfect place for that. He has also additional courses for defensive handgun, advanced handgun, and even learning how to shoot a firearm in low light situations. Bring your mag light. So folks, check them out at askdefensive.com, A-S-K, defensive.com for a schedule of classes. He's got a great store in there too. So buy what you want, train what you want, askdefensive.com. Traditional investment strategies may not be as reliable as you think. Hi, folks. This is Philip Naiman, host of AM590's Firing Line Radio Show, heard Saturdays at 1 o'clock, and the founder of Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Our world is changing dramatically, and your investment strategy should be changing too. Now's the time to get a second opinion. Our mission at Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management is to help you on the path to pursue your financial goals while addressing risk. Our approach to financial planning is based on the biblical principles of stewardship. We'll guide you every step of the way, removing the mystery of retirement planning. So call us today for a free consultation at 909-406-1144. That's 909-406-1144 or online at cornerstonecwm.com. Our second opinion service will test your current strategy against market risks to identify any weak points. So don't wait. Call today, 909-406-1144. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial. A registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.